Welcome to the 4th Down Experience, the podcast devoted to special teams. Your host of the 4th Down Experience, former pro free agent, nine-year professional kicking coach out of the Midwest, Coach Chris Hughesby. Alongside Coach Chris Hughesby is a former two-time Arena Bowl champion, nine-year pro kicking coach, rep in the South, Coach Brian Jackson. For DE Nation, we're back. Season 2 is in effect. We are excited. We have so many awesome interviewees that we have lined up. Uh, you're going to love today's guest who is currently in an NFL training camp as we speak. Christopher Husey, how are you, man? I'm doing great. It is great to be back for Season 2. Hopefully you guys enjoyed all the interviews we had on Season 1. Now we're back to do Season 2. Yep, and we have college football, high school football, NFL upon us, and we have a lot of great guests coming up. Uh, it's you know, and we're excited about today's uh, guest because he is currently competing in NFL training camp, and it's going to be great to get some insight from him uh, while he's right in the middle of it. All right, guys, stay tuned for our next interview. Along with us here now is Ross Martin, who's currently with the Cleveland Browns, Duke's all-time leading field goal made. Ross, how are you, man? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Hey, what's up, Ross? Thanks for joining us on the 4th Down Experience podcast. We appreciate it. How's everything going for you on your end? You just reported to the to the Browns uh, within the last week, right? Yeah, I did. Uh, we uh, started camp about a week ago now, um, and they initially brought me in for veteran minicamp for about the last three days of spring, so uh, still very much getting used to the team and the organization, but loving it so far. Well, that's great. great. Well... You know, the Browns, they're, you know, they're always a hot topic over the years. And, and um, what, what have you liked about the Browns organization so far with, with being a part of it? Well, I did grow up in uh, Northeast Ohio, just a suburb of Cleveland. So, I mean, it's a dream come true to be able to play uh, for the Browns right now and that they brought me back um, playing for my hometown team. So, I mean, just every day, it's, you know, it's a new experience for me on the other side of it whereas when I was a kid going to these practices uh you know growing up going to games with my family and that so now being on the player side of it it's really a surreal experience for me so far no doubt uh, what's the weather like right now uh it's beautiful um honestly camps camp here has been very mellow in terms of heat um great kicking conditions so you've been in the league now for a few years or at least trying to pursue it the Browns have a young team. What's the vibe like? Is there a really good energy amongst amongst the Browns organization, amongst the players and in the locker room so far? There absolutely is. Um, from what I understand, they've made a lot of changes uh, to the roster this past offseason. A lot of new guys, um, both rookies and uh, from other teams. But it, it is a very, very young team, a very high-energy team, um, which is what you're going to get. Uh, you're going to get a lot of guys that are trying to prove themselves still in the NFL. Um, like myself included. Awesome. Uh, Ross, like just for the listeners, I mean, this is our second season with the fourth down experience and, uh, and I, I definitely want to hear this personally. So I know the viewers do listeners too. Like, would you be able to just explain like maybe today's, uh, routine or, you know, yesterday's routine, just kind of walk us through like breakfast all the way to now. Sure. So, um, I'll walk you through yesterday since, uh, today was, my personal off day, um, I wasn't kicking today, but yesterday I did. So, um, 
a general, a pretty typical day, uh, like yesterday was, uh, get up, go have breakfast, um, around seven. So, and then we have special teams meeting, uh, right after that, um, followed by, we, uh, lifting, uh, trying to think back, lifting, um, and then a little bit of recovery time, this ice tub, hot tub, uh, some contrast bath from there. Uh, and then we have a walkthrough, uh, with the team where it's just really just a preview of practice later, where I think that the team goes through the script of what we're going to work on, maybe some other coaching on-field coaching points that uh, we covered in the film room. And then after walkthrough, we have lunch, um, and then time to get ready for practice. Uh, so, and since we do field goal first period of practice, I usually go out, try to get out um, about 30 minutes early uh, when the team actually gets out there, just so that I'm fully geared and ready to go uh, for period one. Uh, so then we have practice, um, and again, like I said, we had we have kicking usually first period. Um, so get that get going right away with that, and then uh, after practice, since it is Cleveland, it's my hometown. A lot of my family's um, usually at practice, so get to spend some time with them, say hey, um, which is great that they get to come out and watch me as well here. Um, and then back to the cold tub after that <laughs> uh, for some post practice recovery dinner and uh, another round of film review uh, from the practice. Very cool. So I have a question. Uh, so the lift and then, you know, knowing that you're going to be kicking in the afternoon, like uh, maybe explain yesterday's lift and, you know, was it a light lift? Do you guys do legs or, you know, how, and then maybe even talk about uh, what, how many reps you got from what distances and things of that nature in the practice. Sure. So, um, it's a relatively new um, pattern for me at the at the Browns, but we do try to get some sort of lifting in every day as specialists, um, and that's really alternating upper body on days that we're kicking, lower body on days that we're not, or even if we can uh, manage it, where we do a lower body lift if after we kick, so that then there's a full day of leg recovery. Makes sense. Um, so yeah, I mean, yesterday since we were lifting before practice, it was. Primarily upper body, some hip mobility um, and core work, and then today was uh, filling it in with all the lower body activities and as well as core. Try to hit core every day. Gotcha. Um, yeah, and then for for practice, it's a uh, I think we had like a ten field goal script um, from PAT out to uh, I think fifty four was yesterday, and then worked through all of our onsides and um, kickoffs as well. That's great. What's the vibe like among specialists? Just looking at your roster, you have a pretty long, uh, pretty young, young roster specialist, with the exception of Britain. Uh, what's it like having kind of a lot of new guys to the squad? Uh, it's great. I mean, yeah, uh, Britain has played in this league a very long time, so it's great to pick his brain and see, um, you know, to watch a veteran work, um, as well as a long snapper. Charlie's been in the league for a long time too. He's been in the with the Browns for quite a few seasons and a few camps before that, so. He's definitely, um, those two are definitely two that I'm trying to uh, stick around and really learn from a lot. Um, and then the, there's three relatively young guys. So uh, obviously we're the ones that, you know, are trying to keep improving our game and trying to become those veteran spots. Gotcha. Nice. So um, like who was holding for yesterday during your 10 reps? Uh, Justin Vogel was. And then we usually try to switch uh, per day with the holders. Very cool. So have you tried, um, whether you knew someone beforehand or if you just met, like, did, did you guys kind of already 
develop that relationship and already kind of start talking about what kind of holds you like, things of that sort? Uh, I did a little bit back in the veteran mini camp when they were trying me out. Um, Justin was holding for us then, so was able to work with them then. But um, beyond that, it's really just every day trying to refine our craft. That's great. So comparing, you know, your, your meetings so far, they, they get pretty in-depth from a specialist standpoint and, and scheme and all that stuff. Are you learning quite a bit just in these first uh, week or so that you've been involved? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's Coach Jones is very in-depth, um, really knows his stuff, has also been uh, in the NFL and college ranks uh, for a really long time. So he's seen every, you know, special team scheme and um, different types of players out there. So really uh, great to be in those meetings and learning entire special teams aspects for both the return side and the kicking side, uh, which I really think helps my game to be as knowledgeable as possible about what the other team's trying to accomplish um, as well, and not just, and getting, you know, more of a football aspect outside of just my role and learning, you know, the the, ki- the kickoff coverage guys and what their goals and objectives are and how they're going to run down the field and all of those types of things will make me a better player. It's awesome. Okay, so I see that Justin is, is a 6'5", 220 guy. Um, what I really like about interviewing uh, specialists on this podcast is, is talking to guys that are quote-unquote short. And even though 5'9 is not necessarily short, I mean, uh, if people are thinking that's 5'9, I'm 5'6, so I guess I'm really, really short. But um, what I like is that, you know, you're a shorter guy in the NFL, and you're um, obviously with the Jets competing and, and now with the Browns competing. I think what that does for, for guys that are at the high school level, including, you know, me when I was younger, you know, seeing, watching Vinatieri and Grammatica, like, I was like, all right, cool. If, if kind of the shorter stocker guys are making it, you know, I can make it. Like, do you think that has left an impression? And, and like, maybe talk about how uh, size may not matter like, as far as the kicker position. Uh, yeah, I mean, I totally agree that, you know, at the kicker position, um, it's purely results. And kicking is so numbers-based anyway, where it's very easy to compare it to. Whereas, you know, at the, at the combine, they get your height, the weight, hand length, arm length, all of those. They try to measure your body type and relate that to how well of a football player you are well kicking it's really binary it's either good no good kickoff distances are also very you know charted numbered um so the way an athlete looks it really doesn't matter um and i mean that's kind of a non-issue then for my in my mind in terms of like you know when i'm out there but naturally yeah i'm always i'm just about always the shortest guy on the, on the football team which is fine um so you know Sometimes when I'll hit a long field goal and the offensive line stands up, I kind of got to scoot to the side to make sure I can still see it going in. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> hey, random question here. Is are are you, is your locker right next to Baker Mayfield? Uh, no, it's not. Okay. I was just curious. Uh, have you been? Have you had a chance to talk with him and, and get associated with him in the locker room or out in the field? A little bit. I mean, quarterbacks are incredibly busy right now in camp, especially rookie quarterbacks. They have a lot to learn in, in that. So, um, you know, I've met him, but not that expensive. So one thing that obviously you, you experienced and a lot of other kickers who are trying to make it in the league have to go through the whole cut process. What was that experience like with you being with the Jets organization, being released? Did you see it coming? Did, you, did they blindside you? What, what was that experience like? for you going through? Because we know a lot of other kickers and aspiring kickers may have to go through that at some point in their journey. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not fun. Uh, both those days were, um, you know, not great days for me, but at the same time, a lot to learn from it. Um, in both experiences, both in, I mean, even though it was both with the Jets, they were both fairly different situations. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, a lot of emotions are occur during those moments, but at the same time, you have to take away from it the parts that will make you better and not necessarily getting hung up on, um, you know, rewinding the tape of everything you did in the past and why they why this decision was made or this or that, but just making sure that you have everything that you can control doing well um, and getting better moving forward. Because the way that, you know, you perform in front of one person can be perceived differently in front of another. Um, so, you know, it is what it is with... If you do, if you do find yourself being cut, but and just know that you know there's someone else out there that might have chosen you or this or that. So hey, Ross is, um, you know, we like watching you on Instagram and and like we you saw that we saw the 69 yarder the other day, uh, and but I really like this YouTube video you put out uh, right after the new year, um, uh, especially the the three consecutive field goals that you kicked in the rain. Uh, what do you think about kickers and whether they're free agents or at the co- at the high school level, whatever, just putting themselves out there and putting updated film? Can you like talk about that? Maybe even specifically this YouTube video I'm watching of you kicking in the rain in January, you know, trying to, to get more interest from teams? Yeah, I think it's very important. I think that social media is a huge part of being an athlete now um, at every level, honestly. from high, If you're a high school player uh, trying to get recruited to college, college player trying to get in the NFL or even if you're currently in the NFL um, social media is huge and in both a good way and a bad way and that it can be a, a great tool that you can use uh, to showcase your abilities and everything positive that you want to display to um, the world to be honest as well as if you know it can also be a really destructive thing if you know you let things get out of hand as there's been plenty of instances to see you across you know the social media sphere but <laughs> i always try to make sure that um you know my whatever i put out there is uh you know showcasing my best self and that it you never know who it might reach it might reach nobody but at the same time um it's important to stay relevant and current so you had a pretty great career at duke um Obviously, uh, like I said at the very beginning of the podcast, 78 field goals, which is a lot. I thought the 49 I made at Ball State was, was okay, but 78 will work. Um, maybe talk about your experience uh, with Duke. Maybe like let's start um, before going to Duke, maybe the high school level and the recruitment process. Sure. Um, so, I grew, like I said earlier, um, grew up in Cleveland, uh, went to the high school in Akron, uh, Walsh Jesuit, and... Uh, the uh, punter above me, a uh, year above me, um, was Drew Kayser, who was a phenomenal punter. Um, and, you know, having someone like that as a specialist that you can see going through the recruiting process a year ahead of you um, was really good for me to see, um, to be prepared and do all the right things uh, when my time came. But my entire uh, recruiting process, really in the back of my mind, I was always in love with Duke. Uh, my older brother was looking to go to school there. Um, as a student back when I was in middle school, and I always knew, you know, I, I loved visiting there back then. If I had a chance to go there, like, I'd probably go there. And then went to the summer camp, uh, the Duke kicking summer camp, 
um, junior year, uh, before my senior year. Did really well there. Uh, coach cut off for me at the end of the camp. And then a week later, I came back and committed. So, Well, yours was quick. <laughs> I mean, that's it's good to have a goal. Obviously, you had a goal in mind to go to Duke, and then it just all worked out. Um, did you um, did you go through the evaluation platform process as well, or did you just kind of do what you had to do? You went to the school you wanted to go to and, and make those decisions. No, I definitely did a lot of other kicking camps, uh, ranking camps, and that um, through a lot of the different national camps um, and made sure I was ranked in all of those uh, as high as I could. Uh, ended up being ranked, I think, uh, number two on ESPN, number one on Rivals, um, two others, I'm not sure exactly. Um, so I definitely made sure I was doing all of the right things, and uh, my parents were also making sure that I was being out in front of everyone that I needed to be uh, to get exposure like that, and did have a lot of uh, options and schools I was talking to and um, offers and this and that. So uh, it was a really comprehensive process. It wasn't just my all my eggs are in the deep basket. Yeah, that's great. Well, all these kickers are going through that right now and are just finished the summer the summer circuit, I guess, if you want to call it that. So it's always fun to learn everybody's process because it's always different. So, mm-hmm. so you get to you get to do. Tell us about your journey there and what it was like and kind of things you learned from that experience. Yeah, I absolutely loved my time at Duke. Um, came in as, as a true freshman and uh, earned the starting spot uh, for field goals and kickoffs. And really, the, the team that we were that I was joining, uh, Duke hadn't as a school hadn't been to a bowl game in a, about twenty years or so. Um, but at the same time, Coach Cut was building the team the way that he wanted to, and he's really doing something special. And that's what sold a lot of uh, his recruits that. Once he was getting all of his guys in the program and that, that things were really going to turn around. And in my four years, uh, we went to a bowl game every single year. We won the ACC Coastal uh, Division my sophomore year and ended up winning a bowl game my senior year, very last game of uh, my college career in in the uh, Pinstripe Bowl, uh, which was pretty much a storybook way to end. Uh, For me, I had an overtime field goal uh, that ended up winning the game for us. That's awesome. That, That was against Iowa, wasn't it? Uh, against Indiana. Oh, Indiana, that's right. That was the year later. Good. Okay. Beat, nice. those, beat those Hoosiers. That's good. Uh, <laughs> so, Ross, here's my last question, and then I think Chris has a question or two. Um, what would you? What kind of piece of advice would you give to the, you know, the random sophomore in high school that's watching this or listening to this? Sorry. I tell them to, you know, be the absolute best player that you can for your team at the like where your feet are. Um, with the season coming up for everybody in the fall, like it's easy to get caught up in, you know, college recruiting or what's this guy doing in that school or in this state or this rankings and that. But when you're in season, you're on a team. I really, I'm a huge advocate for being the best teammate, the best player that you can be for your team and your school and doing things, you know, at where you have control over. Um, again, a lot of those ranking camps are great to go to. But when you're on a team and you're in season, I think all of your focus needs to be um, winning games for your team in whatever capacity that is. A lot of kickers also play other positions. I think that's great if you can do it. Um, but at the same time, if you are a kicker and you're listening to this, you probably take kicking pretty seriously. So make sure that you're uh, spending your time kicking as well. Great advice. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. All right, my last two questions. Looking over your career at Duke, you know, we said that you've earned 
All-American three different times, and you were a uh, Lou Groza semifinalist, and you 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 basically moved to the top of the charts in career percentages and career points, things like that. What are what are a few things that you're most proud of, either individually or as a team, of your time at Duke? Um, I mean, as a team, definitely what I just mentioned before that we were able to take a, a team that hadn't been to hadn't gone six and six in twenty some years, and we did it four years in a row or better. Um, winning the first bowl game in, since I think in the 60s or 70s. Um, I mean, just a lot of team accomplishments that I'm really proud of that my class was able to do there. Um, but, you know, individually, um, I'd probably say most points um, at Duke, and then I think that finished uh, second in the ACC, or in the history of the ACC, uh, behind Justin Hopkins who's another phenomenal kicker. So just being able to look back in my career and say, and I think I had 430 points in college and just knowing that all of those points were extremely important to the team, whether it's an extra point, a field goal, whatever the situation called for, but just knowing that I had a huge, a big impact for a lot of those wins and getting the, you know, team success. Yeah. Right. Well, it was great about that. And just kind of what you said, I mean, you know, you would do, like you said, it, the, the program was, if you want to say average at one point, and then you guys you guys brought it to a, a high prominent level. I mean, and, and then you were able to be successful in a conference. I mean, it, it kind of shows a lot of kickers that you don't have to go to the ultimate big time top twenty five programs just to have a successful college career. And I think that's that's great to see. Uh, but my last question: we always like to ask everybody on every uh, podcast here is um, in your college career, tell us your three favorite college stadiums you've ever played in. Uh, I mean, my favorite stadium I've ever played in is definitely Duke. Um, I mean, I love Walsh Wade. It holds a special place in my heart. It's undergone a lot of changes since when I was there. I think um, my freshman and sophomore years, we were the last FBS stadium to still have a track around our field. So, <laughs> um, ended up getting rid of that. And they built a brand new press box and everything. Made a lot of really cool changes to it. Um, so, I mean, that's that's my personal favorite, but I am a little biased towards that. Um so I'll give you three other stadiums that I really enjoyed. Um, one being Yankee Stadium for the Pinstripe Bowl. Nice. Uh, was I mean it's a crazy history stadium, like very cool. Kicking wise, it's very different kicking at a baseball stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, but awesome experience, really cool stadium. Obviously, uh, first class there. I uh, loved Virginia Tech. The energy there is incredible. Um, when they started doing the Enter the Sandman uh, intros and everything, very cool place to play. Um, and then I'd probably say... Uh, I'd probably say the uh, Carolina Panthers Stadium was also pretty sweet. Um, we played there my freshman year for the Belk Bowl, and then my sophomore year for the ACC Championship game. Uh, both times, awesome experience, great stadium, um, and venue to play in. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So basically, uh, Ross, now, I mean, moving forward here, the goal is to keep doing well in camp and and making sure you, you stay to, to participate in the preseason games. If if, uh, if all works out well, we wish you the best. Do you, do they, do you, um, how many games do you have in the preseason this year? Has it changed from past years? Uh, no, it doesn't change. Still four uh, preseason games. 
Okay, great. Are you have you had a chance to look at the schedule to see where the Browns are playing, whether it's home or away? Uh, yeah. No, we have a we start with an away game at the Giants, and then two home games, and then our la- uh, fourth game is at the Lions. Nice. Well done. Well, we wish you the best of luck, man. I know uh, taking a phone call and being on a podcast in the middle of training camp. Um, you know, that was really nice of you to do that. You're providing really good, valuable information for these young kickers and as well as uh, everyone else that's listening. So we, uh, Chris and I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, Ross. And thank you for being on the podcast. And obviously, good luck. And we'll, uh, we'll be cheering from afar here. So thank you and good luck. Thanks, guys. Chris, that was pretty cool of Ross to speak with us and talk about his experience during training camp right now. It was. I thought it was a great opportunity and and experience for everybody to hear, but also even on my end, just as a fan of the game, just to get a little bit of insight on what it's like and and just hear the the full experience. And I think this is going to be a great first uh, episode for season two to kick off the year. So uh, it was good. I enjoyed it. No doubt. Totally agreed. Season two is kicked off. 40E Nation, fourth down experience podcast listeners. We appreciate your support and loyalty. We are excited about this second season. And what a way to start it off with kicker at the Browns, Cleveland Browns, Ross Martin. We hope that you guys uh, subscribe to us here on fourth down experience and make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, fourth down experience, type it with a number and uh, give us some feedback. Maybe some, even some people that you'd like for us to interview. Thank you so much for sticking with us, and we'll talk with you guys soon. Yep. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the 4th Down Experience. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 4th Down Experience.